Happy Wednesday, Unwoke Nation. I want to welcome you to episode three of The Unwoke Show, where free speech is welcome, all subjects are on the table, and your boys get raw and uncut every week for your enjoyment, baby. I am your co-host, Rich, along with my brother from another mother, Big Tim. How you doing, Tim? Good, and you, Rich? Doing great, man. Doing great. Hey, guys, we just want to thank you once again for enjoying all the episodes we've been doing. And remember, guys, we are here for you. We want to hear from you guys, and I'll hear about all the new comments we have coming out. So definitely reach out to us, and also we have a couple social medias we'd love for you guys to check out. You can check out our Twitter page at, at Unwoke the Show, and also we'd like to hear your, your comments, questions, anything you have about any of the topics that we actually have. You can actually check us out at feedback at unwoketheshow.com. Again, that's feedback at unwoketheshow.com. So guys, we definitely uh, want to have a great talk about this tonight, and also me and Tim have talked about this many a time, and also I'm sure it's a subject that once you've been hearing about it, and also you definitely have had your mind on it and kind of wondered and like, you know, what the heck is going on? So, so, but I'm going to let Tim be able to tell you about the topic tonight and everything and, and let you uh, take it from there, Tim. So tonight's show is about toxic masculinity. I see. Yeah. Toxic masculinity. Oh, God, it's this word. Yeah. This, this word. Okay. Now, now, Tim, maybe you can just, you can uh, educate, educate. Uh, me and the rest of Unwoke Nation were on what is considered the definition of toxic masculinity. Well, according to the interweb, the truth of all things, toxic masculinity is an attitude or set of social guidelines stereotypically associated with manliness that often have a negative impact on men, women, and society in general. Huh? It has to have a negative yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So, I would definitely like to get a little bit of elaboration on this definition, this urban, I, I think, alleged <laughs> definition of what toxic masculinity is. So, what we did on Woke Nation is we went just one step further. Now, give your uh, give your boy Tim a good shout out for this and all because he was actually able to find a very good survey. Regarding toxic masculinity, and if you want to try it out yourself at all, you can actually go on to uh, Testometrica. That's T-S-T-O-M-E-T-R-I-K-A.com. So Testometrica.com. They have a smorgasbord of different surveys out there, but we we specifically want to find one that actually tackled this toxic masculinity thing. So so uh, just kind of let you know, um, I went ahead and took the test. Tim's taking the test as well. And uh, what I found was really interesting is about 36 questions, if I recall, mm-hmm. um, in the survey. And I want to actually point out to you guys out there in Unwoke Nation um, some of the questions that it was asking. Now, all these questions were multiple choice, but pretty much agree, disagree, you know, kind of in the middle, whatever you, what have you. This and, is, here's one for you right here. Yeah. I would be willing to steal a million dollars if I knew I would never get caught. No. No. I'm gonna have to agree with you on that one. That that's a hard no. <laughs> Something about this just yeah no I uh, illegal no not doing it no nope, <laughs> no nope. I'm gonna give you one more. It doesn't bother me to see homosexual couples out in public. No no yeah I, it doesn't bother me at all. Dude I don't care what you do in your bed that's your business. All okay. right so so that's some of the questions you can expect from this test that we took. So yeah. let me give. Let me give you a few supposed mass toxic masculinity behaviors. Oh boy. Being stoic. Okay. Being violent. Yep. 
sexual aggression towards women. What? <laughs> yep. Not displaying emotion. And not being a feminist ally. Uh, you know, that's just a few. Just, just a few. Just a, just a few. So, I, so basically, it, you know, one thing I will say about, about this particular um, survey is that, uh, and I don't know if you agree with me or not, Tim, and also, but uh, just, you know, we both did the same thing as we just discussed. But, I mean, this... This survey was extremely leading. Oh, for sure. I mean, it was extremely leading. They had a specific outcome. Oh, absolutely. It, they did. I mean, so for my for myself and also I went ahead and I took <laughs> based on some of the questions they were asking, oh, they give you all the results and everything does a little thing, do 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 figure wherever it is. And basically it said for me I have a low toxic uh low level of toxic masculinity according to it and it says that I have Forty-four percent arrogance, twenty-nine percent anger, and sixty-two percent uh, heteronormativity. Which I don't even know if I knew what that term meant before taking this survey. Uh, you just said it. And I'm still not going to try to figure that one out. Yeah, I was just, you know, so so as I mentioned, guys, it's like you know, with this with this survey being so misleading, I had to just pretty much kind of you know stir the pot a little bit here and try to put it all together. That basically what this survey or whatever Yahoo's decided to make this way. And come out what they basically have concluded on what I am as a person. So pretty much here's here's what uh, your boy Rich is supposed to be about according to the survey. So basically, according to my toxic masculinity, it basically says that we're learning about what this is. Is if you are toxic masculine, where it basically says that men is all men are always angry and willing to flip out at any time, ready to fight. Being strong, either physically or mentally, is bad, and therefore makes you insensitive to all around you, as the question you had talked about previously. Right. You know, having confidence in yourself or in your career achievements is wrong. And men just see women as fuck toys, and children are just a burden. And lastly, if you are gay, you should just die. That's basically what this survey is trying to make everything. And all this is wrong. Well, yeah, that's... If you're gay, you should just die. Hmm. I mean, it's like... like that's, a, that's a little dark. It is dark. It's like, I mean, think about the last question you were asked. What, what was it? It's like, you know, what was that last question you were saying? It says, it doesn't bother me to see homosexual couples out in public. Right, so it's just... So we wouldn't see that in public because they'd all be dead. Right, exactly. If there was any truth to this at all. And I'm just kind of like... like like, who the fuck is making up this shit? Somebody sits around and thinks of this shit for sure. I mean, just unbelievable. It's you know, and we've been hearing more and more about it, and also, and I think some of the big things that that kind of go towards me is just the fact that of you know we talked about in the last episode where just about you know what's the definition of being a man. If you guys have not seen that, uh, heard that episode yet, definitely go back and I'll check that out, or we'll probably give you a little more detail as we go into here in, in episode three. And uh, but it's. I just don't get it. It's like, you know, some of the things you talk about is like, you know, a man just being a man and doing this like that is looked at as being bad now. And also, what's your thoughts on this, Tim? Well, it's... So, first off, I can't believe this is actually a topic. And I didn't hear about it until you told me about it. Ah. I was like, what are you talking about? And then I hopped on YouTube and started looking at all these 
podcasts out there that were talking about toxic masculinity. Yeah. And I'm and either I've been living under a rock for a long time or what they were talking about were just things that I didn't associate in any capacity as deemed toxic, you know. Supposedly there are three core components to toxic masculinity. The first one Yep. Toughness. We talked about this in our previous com, uh, podcast, what it means to be a man, mm. about toughness. And according to the definition, this is the notion that men should be physically strong, emotionally callous, and behaviorally aggressive. What? Now, I do agree with physically strong. Yes. Okay. But there's an emotional strength in there as well that this isn't, that is not covered in this. Would you call that mental toughness? There should be a, a guy should be able to have uh, some mental toughness to him or? or... Well, absolutely. I mean, think about it. If, let's take the example of you're at home, you're sitting with your family, you're having family game night. Yep. And then all of a sudden, you know, an armed robber busts in your house. Mm-hmm. You got to be tough mentally and physically tough to deal with that situation. Calm the fuck down and deal with it. Yeah, I, this isn't go crawl under a rock or go lock yourselves in a room and pray the the police show up in a in a reasonable amount of time to protect you and your family. No, you go and you handle it. So I think that's where the mental and physical toughness comes in. But wait, Tim, don't you want a social worker to show up and calm everything down? No, I don't. Okay. No. Just kind of want, you know, just, I mean, somebody breaks into your house and all the, please, sir, don't hurt my family. Yeah, no, that's not going to fly. No. No, that's not happening. Yeah. (laughs) Anti-femininity. Okay. Yeah. So, this involves the idea that men should reject anything that is considered to be feminine, such as showing emotion or accepting help. Wait a minute. So, Calm down. No emotion here. I, I, I'm trying. <laughs> I, 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 am, I am trying. So, uh, so they're saying that men who are this toxic masculine never ask for help, never do, never show emotion, mm-hmm. never do it. Just, just complete stoicism, basically. Yeah. So yeah, think of stoic, and mm-hmm. so you're not so showing a mesh, showing emotion. Is a sign of. I would take that as a sign of weakness. Yeah. Okay. So if you're at a family funeral and you're the only person not crying, mm-hmm. can't be that. Can't be that you're trying to be strong for. Nope. Family or anything like that, or so. And I know why you bring this up too. And also because we talked about this before. Yeah. And also, you know, I I unfortunately you know had a very close. Um, I had a very close relative uh, pass away uh, probably about four or five months ago. And uh, I know for my mom, uh, it was a really hard time for her and all. And I knew at that moment in time where she really needed me to be that strong person. Not more, And she wasn't even asking me, but as I you know, mentioned before, it's like, you know, there was a lot of growing up I had to do. So being the man of the house was very important where being able to show some strength and different things like that. So, and Tim brings this up and also because... You know, it was a situation also where I really did not, you know, show any type of tears or anything like that until um, I, I happened to see a relative. And 
it was at that moment where I kind of let some tears out. My mom wasn't around me, and and also, and I remember, um, no, actually, I had two, I had two uh, passings, and also one was my uncle early in the year. This one, actually, the one, I, the story I'm telling you right now, I uh, was dealing with a very close aunt of mine, and uh, I remember when I went up to my uncle, my aunt's wife, and there so who passed, and I went up there and I went to him and I gave him a hug and I started crying, and, and I remember him saying to me, it's one of my, uh, I remember him saying to me uh, as I'm crying on the show, and he says. Your aunt would want you to be strong right now. That was his words. Were those the types of traits your aunt possessed when yeah, she, she was? was? Very, yeah, she was a very strong woman. Okay. Yeah, she was just a very, very strong woman and all. So, so my mom was around me. I ended up going uh, back because so we were at a celebration of life at our church back in Chicago. And I uh, went and sat down. Mom was right next to me. And she sat and she asked me, she's like, you know, you know, Rich, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm fine. You know, so, but I knew at that moment in time she, she needed that strength. Did it mean a word that I didn't care that my aunt left? Uh, that my uh, that it didn't show any emotion? Obviously, I just explained that to you. I did, and also, but you know, that was a moment in time where I think a lot of these people who are a quote want to say they're against the whole toxic masculinity look like, well, you should have showed emotion and should have did all this, and it's like that's not what was needed at the time. She needed somebody to hold it together, and I did just that. Okay, so. So when I'm hearing this thing about, you know, showing like, oh, well, you know, you guys never showed emotion or, you know, I, I believe that there's a time for it. I think there is. There, there's just a time for it and being able to to do that. And, all. and then, like I said, there might be people out there who's listening to my disagree. And I, hey, I respect everybody's opinion. No, so I'm not going to sit there and go and, you know, cry or do anything like that or unfriend people, you know, just because they disagree with me. And also, but I just think that there was just a time for it. And at that moment in time, I think she appreciated the fact of me being there. Me giving her, you know, holding her hand, showing her that strength, and also, and I think that was just something that was needed. So, yeah, I would agree with that for sure. Mm -hmm. The third component is called power. This is the assumption that men must work toward obtaining power and status, social and financial, so they can gain the respect of others. What's wrong with that? Do you need the financial? and the uh, social in order to feel respected by others? I think that men, I think one thing that's important to men is status. Now, for those people who might disagree with that, think about it this way. When you were in grade school, elementary school, and high school, if status was not important, nobody would care who's the high school uh, starting quarterback. Nobody would care about who's Miss Popular if status was not important. Status is important, especially when it comes to guys. You know, because we have so many guys out there that, you know, they want to turn a typical type of girl and all the other stuff like that. But status is important. And a lot of it has to do with just you understand what you're, you know, getting your purpose, doing the things you need to do. Now, that doesn't mean where you have to be a multimillionaire or something like that. But you should be able to, and correct me if I'm wrong, Tim, as I see your thoughts on it, but just being able to hold your own. You know, well, you, I, I would agree with you on holding your own. I don't okay. know. For me, I don't need status okay financial or social otherwise because what does status mean to you so it so status means to me um everything that i have achieved mm -hmm. um success wise as well as um the things that i have the things that my wife and i have in uh in our life mm -hmm. right um you know, and I'm not going to start rattling off all this stuff, right? Sure. It, it's not about that. Right. But to me, knowing that I'm in a position to afford the things 
that we have because we've worked hard to be where we're at. Right. That's it. You know, when I think of status in the traditional sense is it's this 20,000 square foot house. I've got, you know, every Italian uh, exotic car there is, right? I drive a Bentley every day. Um, you know, it's those types of things that people would equate status to, right? The 200 foot yacht, right? right. Or, um, the, you know, I only wear Rolex watches. I only wear Tom Ford suits, right? Mm -hmm. These, you know, incredibly high end things, Mm -hmm. right? That to me is what, when I think of status and Let's look at it from a social aspect, and I've always thought this, and it's never going to change, is when you've achieved achieved those upper levels of what we consider financial freedom, Mm -hmm. you find out real fast who your friends are when that financial freedom disappears. That's true. That is very true. You're only, in in my opinion, you're only as elite as long as your money is is there. Mm -hmm. Once the money disappears... And you're back here with us, what I would consider common folk. Mm-hmm. You can, yeah, you find out you'll be pretty lonely pretty fast. So I mean, people understand. I mean, they learn about how you know important what it comes with money, status, power, stuff like that. You know, I brought I brought that up before and everything. So the guy who is five foot five, three hundred pounds, who's the millionaire or has got some type of status, clout, whatever case may be, like that, he's not fucking the the supermodel for free. No, not, no, 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 no. He's only attractive because he's right. He's got that money, and, yeah, and I would agree with that. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It it also talks about you know toxic masculinity glorifies unhealthy habits. In what way? Um, skipping on sleep, wor- working out even when you're injured, and pushing yourself to the absolute physical limits. So, but I would argue, what's the, the the phrase is self care is for women. But I would argue that where what's the balance of working hard versus pushing yourself to the limit? Yeah, and I know you mentioned that in the last episode as well, where you were talking about how you know it's okay to be able to work hard and everything, but if that is at the expense of your family or your children or so that's a different story and so i understand that there has to be a balance with with that when you're a young man you don't have those type of responsibilities you know in my opinion or so i think it's you know when you're in your 20s going through your mid-30s and stuff like that where it's like i would say that's probably the prime of your life and everything where you really want to start pushing and doing those different things and also but uh i mean i think there 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 has to be a certain balance to to that to an extent of where so you know I, I we both consider ourselves very driven guys and it's um i mean i i think that i don't know if i completely agree with everything that that has to say where so i mean i understand i get it all the time where i get people asking me about you know having that whole work-life balance and doing those different things and all but uh but yeah for a person for a man to have some type of ambition regardless of what level it might be i you know I think if harnessed, I guess, you know, that's not a bad thing. So you're saying it's it's more about, amb- really what this is saying is more about ambition mm-hmm. 
the ambition versus drive. But you you can be ambitious. Yeah, that, that's, I say it's it's kind of synonymous. Kind of. Yeah, I'd say it's kind of synonymous. You know, because I mean, a, a guy who's amb- I mean, he's he a guy who has that ambition, or so he's got a vision of where he's trying to go. The drive. Well, I guess the drive would be the effort. It it would be a byproduct of that ambition. And so, for a kid that wants to grow up and say, you know, oh, I want to live this like this. Okay, you know, you know, more power to you. That's there's. That's there's nothing wrong with that, but I society in any in any portion of the world has not been created without somebody having an ambition to make things better. But is look, that necessarily t- a toxic masculinity trait? No, because if you look at those situations of such uh, empires such as Greece, uh, Greece and Rome and Rome and all like that. They slowly progressed toward to the point and everything that you know our here in the United States. I mean, our entire government system, its structure is based off of what things we hear back in Greek and Roman time. What's a senator? All those different things were. That's a structure that was. There, but it took them to cultivate to have an ambition of how do we make a society run correctly. Okay. And so that progression, that ambition to want society to be better. It sounds like based on this definition where it's almost to say that in itself is not considered good. Does that make sense? Yeah, on a certain level. Okay. okay. I, w- I would agree with that. Um, where, where do you stand on men expressing their feelings? Uh, I mean, again, it kind of goes back to, you know, to what I, what I said before. And, you know, I'm sticking with my guns with that. And uh, it's that I know that there's a... There's a time and a place for it. Um, I'm sure we've all cried and we're at the sixth grade baseball game, you know, because we lost it or something. <laughs> so, so you know, we've all had that. You know, um, I I think there's just there's a time and a place for when you when you need to to do that or worse. So and uh, yeah, I guess I guess it's kind of are you, are you toxic if you don't talk about it, but then in the same breath now you feel you may feel a sense of isolation. Good question. Uh... And loneliness because. You're not talking about it, or you're too embarrassed to talk about it. Um, because I, I I'm pretty sure today's average male is definitely on the introvert side of things and right. is not talking about his feelings because a it's uncomfortable. I mean, mm-hmm. when you're talking about your feelings in general, it's always going to be uncomfortable. Right. But at least having the self awareness that no, that I need to deal with this, which I don't. I don't think exists today. Mm-hmm. So is that necessarily a toxic trait? I would say no. I would say no either because I feel that people who oppose what you just said automatically go to, oh, that person's about to be violent. Because How? They, because they, because they, they have this sense that if, if that man does not share... Or it's or, or if that man does not share what is going on with him, he automatically is going to just you know lash out. I mean, let's look at the examples of what you were given just a little bit earlier. You know, so there's you know just this idea where that you know men are just you know so easily ready to punch somebody, and so I would think people who believe in this this toxic masculinity would jump to that conclusion quickly. Whereas opposed, you can sit there and say if you're a type of man. You know, out there that says, "Hey, you know what? I'm going through something, but 
I know I have enough mental strength to be able to handle it, then then okay. Now that doesn't mean where so there's people out there where they just really need help. You know, you have somebody out there who's got a major drug problem for five, ten, fifteen years or like that, and they go through a, a some type of drug rehab program and so like that. I mean, yeah, that's somebody, you know, being responsible and also, but to to be a person and say that just because they don't do that or, you know, they're not calling us like, you know, that they're automatically going to lash out and hurt somebody or whatever case. I mean, you know, that's that that's speculative. It's like I don't I don't agree with that at all. OK. Um, what do you think that plays in with race, et, uh, ethnicity and gender? Elaborate, man. That's a good one. So uh, according to this particular article, uh, the masculine requirement to remain stoic and be a good provider can lead to John Henryism in African-American men. Huh? This term is used to describe men who use high effort as a way to cope with problems, and they continue to do so in the face of chronic stress and discrimination. I think that... Which can lead to hypertension and depression. Oh, uh, I mean, well, that's just common in black communities, you know. Because what hypertension and depression? <laughs> no, no, the hypertension. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you guys yeah, are wound tight, yeah, and yeah, you're let, sad at the same time. How does that work? Yeah, yeah. Let, let me clear that up. And also, no, <laughs> high blood pressure in the African American community is actually a very common thing. And also, depression. I don't have any type of uh, statistics or stats on that, or so I won't comment on that. And also, but I will say. You know, uh, is, yeah, being a per- being a person of the of the black community is like, yeah, that's a very common. Pr- I I work out three or four times a week in there like that. And I go to the doctor and be like, Dad, you still got a borderline? How the fuck does that happen? You know, so but but it's like, yeah, um, to say that you know, it's almost like I guess it's trying to say like if you if you're working really really hard or worse so and just kind of willing to do that, that's you know what for achievement, that's a sacrifice. It really, really is. Now that doesn't mean sacrificing your family or anything like that, and also, okay. but yeah, I'm it, I'm talking about the individual himself and all being able to sacrifice that that time, and also let's think of some people who have done that in the past. So, uh, like I said, George Lucas, who made Star Wars. I think if I understand where he said when he was making Star Wars growing up in high school like that, he missed his own prom. You know, so but had he not done that, it's like you know we wouldn't know about the Mandalorian, all these different types of things. You know, many people that I've read, and I'm and I, guys out there, I, I consider myself a student of success and a student of, of achievement. So I try to spend a lot of time reading about different people and what they've actually, you know, done. And uh, most of the great people that have created something, who have been pioneers, something like that, have done some pretty good stress uh, things that are considered to be stressful or sacrificial to achieve the things that some of the things we actually enjoy today. You know, so I mean, I I don't know. I to say that that's a uh, a burden on black men. Uh, I'm having a hard time really agreeing with that. I think black, white, or indifferent, where it's like you know we we go through sacrifices and also I mean, Tim, I remember you telling me one time where you know you grew up, you know, when your family moved out, where you said you worked two jobs just yeah. to be able to survive. Yeah, I mean, I had my my first professional job, and then I was still working uh, a retail job, right? You know, but that's back when I thought I was a thirty thousand dollar millionaire. Right, exactly. exactly. And I wanted to go out with all my friends all the time and go out and drink and stuff like that. But all of a sudden, bills come. I'm like, oh. Yeah, but the question is, is that by you being a man that's willing to go go that extra mile to take care of himself, according to them, is that a fair way of of saying, hey, Tim, you doing that is considered toxic masculine because you're willing to go 
one step further to make sure of your survival? No, I think that the, I think work, working hard, um, work ethic. I, I think that all gets misconstrued mm. in this whole notion of toxic masculinity. Mm. Um, I, I, those lines aren't cut and dry, but I don't think they're necessarily blurred. You know, how do you class, is someone like you or someone like me or other people out in society who are just naturally hard workers who are putting in 12, 14 hour days, um, 16 hour days, right? Or who were even picking up overtime at their factory job on the weekends Mm -hmm. to make ends meet. Does that necessarily make them toxic? No. You know, are they a toxic male for doing that? Exactly. I mean, are you... According to them, where are you less toxic because you know if you have your average person makes say forty two, forty three thousand dollars a year, but the person that has some type of business or so there's some type of executives like that, and because they make say five hundred and twenty thousand like that, or where, so are they going to say the latter's more toxic masculine than the former? Is was, that a fair? Is that a fair shake? Yeah, right I was. There? I would say that. I. You would agree with that, that, or you're just no, saying that's I, what they were saying. That's what they were that's saying. That's what they were yeah. saying. Okay. So I would, you know, in the example, if you own your own business, right, and you and you're grinding, you're grinding away. You want your business to be a success. You know, you've gotten married, um, you have kids. Is it necessarily toxic that you spend so much of your time working and maybe you're neglecting? Your, your kids, you're not neglecting it on purpose, right? No. Your your kids and your wife. Does that ne- necessarily make you toxic? Or um, or is it just the exact opposite? It, you're seen as you're working really hard. Now, if you're working hard, mm-hmm. but you're working hard because you want to avoid family, family life and you want to avoid your wife, then yeah, you're definitely a toxic man. Yeah. I, I I would that, that's a for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's going to be a, a different story. Where so I, I if I try to point the scenario for myself, where I'm not married, don't have any kids, and also, but if I had a little girl, and I know my little girl really loves horses, and I knew in our area that she wanted to take like some type of like horse riding or something like that, I would not consider it being toxic masculine to say, hey, you know what, I'm going to put in an extra eight or ten hours a week to make an extra say fifteen hundred bucks so i can have the enjoyment of watching seeing her smiling face sitting on top of a horse learning how you know to ride and all the other stuff to me i don't think that's toxic master that's a father wanting to provide the best for his child okay i i would agree with that mm-hmm. so let me give me let me give you a few scenarios and these are supposedly toxic masculinity examples. Ready, go. All right, here we go. When a boy in school doesn't act in traditionally masculine ways, and he's bullied by the boys in his class for being too feminine. I'm trying to figure out how to answer this. <laughs> You know, because we're dealing with relationships, schools, workplaces. Right. 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 Do I, so is it more, you know, do I see that as a problem? 
are you too feminine because you didn't act in what is maybe what should have been the expected behavior? I mean, that's kind of hard to really, un- you know, I realize where, so there are, there are kids out there that are just, for whatever reason, and also, I have a relative, and also, I mean, he might be a big boy in here like that, so, but if you slapped him gnar, he'd probably start crying. Okay. There ain't no way you put him in a, fo- in a high school football game. All right. <laughs> it's like, you know. How about this one? When a boy cries and his father tells him to toughen up, or that men don't cry. I had a mom that said that. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, I mean, but, I, rem- uh, I remember. I'll give you something to cry about. Right. Exactly. Right? Exactly. You know, we have a saying in my family. It's like, buck up and kick in. <laughs> so uh, uh, here you go. You'll like this one. Okay. When a man calls women sluts or whores for having sex outside of, of monogamous relationships. I, I, yeah. I am. Is that toxically masculine? Or are you just calling a spade a spade? No, nope, it's called truth and everything. All so right. it, it's like that's that's how I like. It, it, that's just the thing. It's like, well, no, you shouldn't call me that. And they're like, look, if you were having, if, if you're sitting up there having slut summer, it is what it is. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's it's like, yeah, that's that's what it comes down to. I mean, it's just you see, it's it's almost like you know when you when you call a spade a spade, it's like. It is what it is. It's like, so you can't sit there and have people where they're going to say, well, oh, you know, well, you can't call me that and like that. So people have no problem sitting up there saying, calling a guy, you know, saying like, if a guy's overweight, don't sit there and call him a fat fucker. He's supposed to take it. I mean, when I play golf with my buddies, if if your golf ball doesn't get past the red tees, you got to drop your pants. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, that's just, it is. I mean, that's. Does that does that make me toxic? No. So, yeah, but when you're with your guys, I mean, that's just dudes being dudes, as my right. daughter would say, right? That term. So, how about this one? When a man tells his partner what they can and cannot wear and who they are and not allowed to spend time with. Not so much for the latter, but the former. You're just an asshole on this one. Yeah, it's like, you know... I, I mean, I'm talking about like for instance. I mean, I saw I I saw one time I was out on a date. It was, and well, there was one. I mean, something was just like a little too, too like revealing, you know, like that. And it's kind of like okay, you know. I look at it this way. My I got a buddy, uh, my buddy in Texas, where he he makes a good point. He says, if you got a girl who likes to dress promiscuous, and you're going to take them to a black tie affair, and she's dressed like that, someone's getting laid tonight. True. <laughs> so 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 but it's still one it of may the, not be you <laughs> right 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 so but uh <laughs> yeah so so but but it's i guess he he used the example of it's like you know when you have that it's going to be a little bit different where it's like okay and let's say it's a business meeting you know so if it's a business meeting you kind of have that it's like you know she's going to be a reflection of you a right. representation of you. And so if I'm something, I got a girl where and she's just a little bit too revealing and everything like that. I mean, I'm talking, I don't care, Megan the Stallion type. Or whatever, you know, so and you want to take her to a business meeting where so um I'm thinking to myself a couple things. And let's say some of those guys who you have a business meeting with, a business dinner or something like that, and they happen to bring their wives. You honestly think those wives are not gonna sit there and go, 
hey, honey, when they're back at home, it's like, hey, honey, did you see that that girl that Tim was with? No, they're gonna they're gonna be looking at their husbands like, don't you stare at that? Well, that on top of that, don't don't get any ideas, right? And you know, he's thinking like, honey, why aren't you dressing like that? Right. <laughs> right so is that is that toxically masculine right there to say no (laughs) so i'm gonna give you one more right right right. so when a man is struggling with his mental health and doesn't want to see a therapist because he should man up or power through it i go back to what i said before there are certain situations you know people have like a major drug problem like that or so i don't think that there's anything wrong getting uh help for and also, um, I guess I say it kind of depends. Depends on the situation. I think this plays right into the whole turn in your man card, or you just need to man up, right? Or um, you know, rub some dirt on it type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I, it's not toxic um, if you're not willing to. It doesn't. I don't think it's a toxic, toxically masculine trait about not addressing mental health because the your mental health issue itself could be could be preventing you uh, from taking that first step and unless you just recognize unless yourself unless you have the self-awareness to say you know what i know i have a mental disorder going on mm-hmm. or i my mental health is just off but you're like oh, i can just power through it which i think is really what this is just saying, I can, I can, I can work this out. I don't need to go see somebody. Mm-hmm. I think that would have fit probably forty years ago, because mm-hmm. you know that stigma back then is, oh, he's crazy. Well, stay, actually, w- stay, stay away from him. He's, he, you know, he's gone bonkers type of thing. Right? Well, actually, uh, you know, and I know it's, yeah, I would definitely agree about forty years ago where it was a very common thing. But actually, when I was doing some research for today's uh, um episode and also i did find one where that was actually from a new source called the conversation where it's actually based out of australia and uh this dates back to probably about three or four years ago and uh it said they surveyed about a thousand young men and also asking about different you know manhood traditional pillars and also but describing it exactly on the topic at hand where so of all those uh, the thousand young men that they actually had in the survey 69 percent of them think men should be strong so if we're, I'm, I'm sure that probably means physically as well, but also kind of wonder if it's going to be also mentally. Yeah, but, mentally yeah, but how is that a, a toxically masculine trait to be strong? I, your guess I, is as I, I don't, mine, that, See, that's what I don't, I, I don't get where this overinflated thought process of men mm-hmm. being tough. Like, to me, that should just be in your DNA. Right. Quite honestly, it is, and that doesn't exist today. I, right? Yeah, it's I, much less. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely much less, you know, today. You know, but I mean, just to see that statistic, you know, um, is very. I mean, just even to defend themselves, where you know, this uh, survey went on, where it says of the thousand young men, sixty percent believe men should fight back when pushed. I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, it's like I mean, they. I mean, we talked about that in our previous podcast, right? right? What it means to be a man. Right, it's like you know, saying it's like I mean, you're going, you're going to do that. I mean, I have. It's like it would not make sense where it's like we know it's in DNA, and that's why you're so right, Tim. And us because if a guy is out there and he's taking this girl out on a date, and some guy comes and he starts harassing this girl, I think she would expect the guy to, to defend her in some way, shape, or form. Because so, if not, she's leaving with that other guy. Exactly, exactly. So how, why are these people who are doing these surveys and different things want to say that? 
oh, well, that should be. Or, you know, Tim, you should probably talk them down and, and, and see how that goes. Well, that's because I, society is just overly sensitive today. Right. Right. Um, everything is an issue mm-hmm. in some capacity. Right. Um, we just, it just feels like guys can't be guys. Right. Right. And quite honestly, it just sounds like it's like they want us more and more to be more feminine and to be more like women. I I hope not. I don't think, I mean, it's, if we are, we're in trouble. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. We're in serious, we're in serious trouble. And also because my, my, my firm belief is that whenever there is trouble or tyranny that happens in in a society, that is the time we need men who are willing to fight, who are willing to do, who are willing to be what they're opposing being masculine to step up. And having this mentality to put what is down, and I agree with you when you're saying about, you know, that it's it's almost built inside of us, to depress or to suppress that, I think is a bad thing. The minute I think a man stops stepping up mm-hmm. in any capacity, that's just, you're done at that point. Yeah. Right. I mean, you're you're finished. There's nothing. There's nothing else. Yeah. I mean, it's it just it gets back to that whole toughness thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I don't worry about you know the future and stuff. I just hope uh, men and kids, you know, male um, today toughen up. Mm-hmm. Um, I would even go so far as to grow a spine, grow a pair. I mean, come yeah. on. It, it, it's ridiculous um mm-hmm. but it but you shouldn't be labeled toxic for physically or mentally tough or delaying um, dealing with the mental um, health issue you know because again that mental health issue could be preventing you from actually going to deal with Right. Or more importantly, it's like, you know, when you're going, you know, we all go through trials and troubles and different things like that or so. But, you know, to be in a mentality where of not understand that maybe going through that trial might make you a stronger person would be really good. And that even goes as far as like, you know, somebody like I've mentioned before, like somebody who has a drug problem and they're willing to go through the 12 week program or 12 step program or something like that. It takes courage to do that. I would agree. Yeah, it takes courage to be able to say, hey, I realize I have a problem. I want to change my life. I see something better for me. I'm willing to go through this and sacrifice my time or my money to be able to have a better life. And so I think something even as simple as that, that takes courage to do. I, I, don't, I don't disagree. Um, so to that note, Unwoke Nation... I leave it up to you. I, to be honest, I think this whole toxic masculinity thing is a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. I, I think society just needs to just calm the fuck down. All right, stay, step back for a minute, take a breath, and just, in some capacity, just let guys be guys. Yeah. Just just give us five minutes. Then you, then you can go back to um, being super sensitive, overly sensitive, whatever you want to call it. But I think it's just time... Toxic masculinity, I think it's stupid. Mm. Um, uh, uh, I'm just leaving it at that. I, I, I just think it's stupid, and everybody just needs to seriously just calm the fuck down.
Yeah, I agree. I agree with you where I think this is uh this whole toxic masculinity movement is a way of just trying to make, you know, trying to suppress men being exactly what they were intended to be, you know, be those those defenders, being uh the people who are able to stand up when things are going going wrong, being those type of providers doing all those different different things and and it's it's just ridiculous. And also and I agree, you know, what we were talking about before where it's like, you know, the moment that it comes down that men are not allowed to be those type of men, you know, and tyranny strikes that's when it becomes a major, major issue. And I, and I agree with you, Tim. I hope not. I hope we don't get to that point in that, you know, men such as yourself where will still be able to stand up and be able to, you know, to, to, to take their place where they should be. So Absolutely. All right, on Woke Nation, we will see you guys next week. All right, guys, thank you so much for enjoying. Uh, definitely see you next week and all. And uh, we'd love, like I said, we'd love to hear your feedback on this topic. And also definitely reach out to us at feedback at the uh, unwoke the show.com again feedback at unwoke the show.com and we will see you next Wednesday. Take care.